two houses and rooms are full of perfumes, the shelves are crowded with perfumes, I breathe the fragrance myself and know it and like it, the distillation would intoxicate me also, but I shall not let it. The atmosphere is not a perfume, it has no taste of the distillation, it is odorless, it is for my mouth forever, I am in love with it, I will go to the bank by the wood and become undisguised and naked, I am mad for it to be in contact with me. The smoke of my own breath echoes, ripples, busty whispers, love root, silk thread, crotch and vine, my respiration and inspiration, the beating of my heart, the passing of blood and air through my lungs, the sniff of green leaves and dry leaves, and of the shore and dark color, easy rocks, and of hay in a barn, the sound of the belched words of my voice loosey to the eddies of the wind, a few light kisses, a few embraces, a reaching around of arms, the play of shine and shade on the trees as the supple boughs wag, the delight alone or in the rush of the streets, or along the fields and hillsides, the feeling of health, the fooling true, the song of me rising from bed and meeting the sun. Have you reckoned a thousand acres much? Have you reckoned the earth much? Have you practiced it so long to learn to read? Have you felt so proud to get at the meaning of poems? Stop this day and night with me and you shall possess the origin of all poems. You shall possess the good of the earth and sun. There are millions of suns left. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand. No look through the eyes of the dead. No feed on the specters in books. You shall not look through my eyes either. Nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. 3. I have heard what the talkers were talking. They talk of the beginning and the end. But I do not talk of the beginning or the end. There was never any more inception than there is now, nor any more youth or age than there is now, and will never be any more perfection than there is now, nor any more heaven or hell than there is now. Urge and urge and urge, always the procreant urge of the world. Out of the dimness opposite equals advance, always substance and increase, always sex, always innate of identity, always distinction, always a breed of life. To elaborate is no avail, Learned and unlearned feel that it is so. Sure as the most certain sure, plumb in the uprights, well intertied, braced in the beams, stout as a horse, affectionate, haughty, electrical, I in this mystery here we stand. Clear and sweet is my soul, unclear and sweet is all that is not my soul. Like one lacks both, and the unseen is proved by the seen, till it becomes unseen and receives proof in its turn. Showing the best and dividing it from the worst age vexes age, knowing the perfect fitness and equanimity of things, while they discuss I am silent, and go bathe and admire myself. Welcome is every organ and attribute of me, and of any man hardy and clean, not an inch nor a particle of an inch is vile, and none shall be less familiar than the rest. I am satisfied, I see, dance, laugh, sing, as the hugging and loving bedfellow sleeps at my side through the night, and withdraws at the peep of the day with stealthy tread, leaving me baskets covered with white towels swelling the house with their plenty, shall I postpone my acceptation and realization and scream at my eyes, that they turn from gazing after and down the road, and forthwith cipher and show me to assent, exactly the value of one and exactly the value of two, and which is ahead. Right now, Storm is brewing. Like it is very different and technology and our communication certainly have afforded a, a front row seat, even a, a real time 
connection to what's going on. And these threats have really come from being sort of somewhat ethereal, still very scary, but to something that is very, very real. And that doesn't have to mean just school shooters. I mean, this generation has seen the primary communication tool of their parents weaponized. They've seen Facebook um, and what, what has happened to these social media platforms. Um, and it's not just Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's all these other, you name it, it's been out there that these, I think you had a previous generation that thought that these were all benign and that these were actually going to save the world. And it, it turns out that these are all threats um, and have been used by bad actors. Um, and these aren't specters, they're on your phone. Hello? Oh, oh, Are you out there? Oh, oh, Are you listening? Generation Poetry. Hello? Yes, and rather no but, and this may be. It's extremely heavy. Welcome to Generation Poetry. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. Are they, they're not surfing. It happened slowly, and then it happened all at once. Going about life, work, poetry. Kept the appearing. power of Word maybes. The tongue <laughs> shrugged away. We believe people, particularly those born in the 21st century, are speaking a new language of themselves, a dawning age of poetry. You may well forget. Let me tell you this, someone in some future time will think of us fronting the universe clear. And also that you suddenly ordained all things should be nothing done. Yet what do I say? My soul and I bear with patience the necessities. Okay. I could use that inchworm right now. Is I've got four kids <laughs> and I don't understand them. Slowly, each word, phrase, edit, deletion, rewrote me. If I'm going to live with something every day, I need it to be in a form that I can actually live with. Does that bother you or care? <laughs> I, again, I go back and forth between not caring and then having very stressful moments of what do I want to do with myself? Like, I feel like a lot of people feel like they, as they move into adulthood, if they don't reach success early on in their 20s and that sort of stuff, it feels like your whole thing's been wasted. I feel like that's a very common feeling about trying to find success early on. It's one that I I wish I didn't subscribe to, but like in deep inside, I'm like, if I'm not making money by 25, I'm a failure. Like, (laughs) because of you, I'm about to cry. Storm is brewing. Thank <laughs> you.
Generation is a fiction, is an <laughs> instrument, uh, it's, it's an intellectual instrument uh, to parse reality and parse people in, in reality in order to make them into observable chunks uh, and to decode them, to analyze them, to do a little bit of social science on them, which is perfectly fine because we need to parse reality to understand and then do interpretation. One image that came to mind when I was pondering this question was, uh, can we, yeah, can we, can we imagine each generation as a wave? So the sea is made of waves, uh, even though you cannot uh, separate uh, each wave from the, from the one that came before, the one that is gonna come after. And yet there is, a, there is a force, there is a pattern, there is a rhythm, which is also quite, uh, it can be incredibly diverse. But let's imagine each generation is a wave, which is also gathering momentum, that may be peaking, crashing, surging, carrying some force. And if this image holds, then there are internal forces, internal powers, like currents, but also external forces or powers like the wind, mm. let's say. So, if each generation is, is, is an individual wave, then we can analyze them in, in such a way, remembering, retaining the ocean they belong to, one after the other. So, observing a generation is about uh, grasping the path, the rhythm, of that particular wave, which can be different. Uh, high tide, uh, low tide, uh, is there a storm brewing or it's uh, flat? What, what's going on in the world right now? Storm is brewing. People have got penguin heads or what have you, and, and, but they're totally acting in a natural way as if nothing's odd. Yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I mean, I, um, I feel a little like, yeah, so I, I don't know, like, I mean, I, um, I feel a little like, <laughs> <laughs> now everything is going to be different. Sonnet for the sake of sound. This actinic pull guides my path through you. Will I consider how this light is spent? You melt of safety, guard down, child. What color will do? This dormant naked rainbow pays my rent the days your skin is not enough. Your humor, disquiet, your comedy is fight instinct in me. There are too many numbers, stacked, piled, counted. This measures lack, I forget, as dead, as craft, as reading, and the noise bumbles in night by. 
mumbles, talks the voices into a moment thick track, and I am annoyed by this version of... you're talking about speaking to teenagers that's exactly the same kind of answer a teacher of a reception class four five six years old children get because they're really quite savvy our four-year-olds now and and they yes they look to to us to assist them and help them and educate in inverted commas but actually they want they want to do it but they want us to realize that we also have a responsibility towards the world and to them and i know this for a fact spoken at length last week when I was on holiday with my four-year-old granddaughter who told me that actually it was my fault that there was so much litter around. Absolutely need to pay attention to. Otherwise, we are going to lose all this energy and goodwill and enthusiasm and the job will become even harder. So we have to harness it uh, in a way that makes them feel valued and in a way that gives them the wherewithal to do what they know needs to be done. And if, if we don't do that, then we're, we're some. I think the, the first conversation uh, we had a few months ago, the generation bit of it, yeah, that's great. Young people, love young people, love very young people. <laughs> I, I, I can understand that. Um, the, the, their lives and their opinions and, and their wants and needs and, and hopes and dreams and so on. Um, the, the poetry side of it, I then had to really think to work out before we started to talk about it to to work out uh if i had an opinion about it and if i did have an opinion about it what it was <laughs> you see what I mean? absolutely uh, yeah and and i have to say um i didn't really come up with anything and then so sort of ditched it for a while and then came back to think about it and in to me initially it meant the difference between the ways of thinking of adults. And I put myself there as, as an adult teacher, the way, the different ways of, of thinking that I had experienced in comparison to the ways of thinking that young people um, are, are now experiencing. So the, the gap in, in between the young and me, the, the old, and how that gap would make it difficult for me to do my job in order to educate the young. So that that's where I thought it was going to reside. And then the very first time we started talking about it, and you wanted to know about my thoughts as to uh, education and um, my experiences with children 30 years ago and my experiences now, that made me realise that actually my initial thoughts were completely mad anyway that's not what you were interested in, in at all but aspects of it uh, I thought uh, would probably be relevant so if you're going to if, if I were going to define it I think I would go back to my initial definition 
but to improve that initial definition by populating it with the, the thoughts and feelings uh, of the young. Um, so I hope you're going to talk to more teachers because they absolutely need to have this conversation because they are at the forefront and, and it is within their gift to make it a reality more than parents. I, I think teachers influence the future of our young people much more than parents do. The Generation Poetry Podcast. Generation Poetry Podcast. Welcome to Generation Poetry. Generation Z are about to take over everything. The largest demographic bulge since the baby boom. They are right now worth $44 billion in counting. Next year, they will be 40% of all consumers. They are the first digital natives born into this post-everything world. And what they have access to is mind-blowing. It's not just the technology, but it's these unending micro-glimpses into the human condition. Imagine your 15-year-old self witnessing a beheading in the morning and then a good old fashioned double penetration video before bed. Two powerful scenes played out in real life, in real time. They are only two of thousands upon thousands of contextless fragments buzzing under the constant thrum of conversation with your friends, all filtering through your young mind at speed. Now I lay me down to sleep indeed. Video, text, image, and meme. Many of us still have at least one of our feet in the analog past. We remember something much slower. We have stories, slow stories from generations past gentle stories, relatively, for that 15-year-old mind. Hopeful, heroic stories, stable stories, stories that told us what to believe, how to act, where and who we were. Stories that laid out the rules and set out our choices. The thing is, about these young people, I was born in the 21st century. The thing is that our old stories make no sense as a life plan, and our old stories, while making sense, offer no map, no exposition, rising action, climax, denouement, no beginning, middle, end. They don't narrate. They inhabit and navigate this terrain we have engineered, same as we do, but they don't confuse our stories with their reality. Okay. Welcome to the Generation Poetry Podcast. Only performing it. Okay. Okay. We believe people. Okay. Particularly those born in the 21st century. I am here. You're here. We're here together. Okay. Particularly those born in...
the fact that I think we've all grown up, we've all grown up with the self-expression being the norm. Um, certainly as, as an English person, that's not actually the done thing. But yeah, it's this, this thing of, of actually having to, to, to be uh, consciously expressive and creative and that that's part and parcel of, of one's day-to-day you know, professional existence. And it's almost as if in now this era whereby people are creating, being, being producers, not consumers, which I think is a really good thing. You know, we're not necessarily being just taking everything that we're being fed. You know, the fact that everyone is not watching the same TV channel at the same time, the fact that we're not all eating the same food, the fact that we can customize, you know, nothing is necessarily taken off the peg in any way, whether it's an idea or whether it's fashion or whether it's a style of living, whether it's sexuality, everything is actually up for, I suppose, customization is the wrong word, for sort of hacking, looking at in a completely objective way and saying, actually, that's not me. I'm going to make myself this. That's what, that's what being an artist is, which is why artists have always been the weirdos, but now everyone's weird. Do you smell it? Yeah. It smells like, um, it's quite nice. It's alcohol. This is the Tarnak one? No, this is, uh, this is a slightly more electric one, isn't it? It's, it's a um, Roxanne. This is a material. Yeah. yeah. The way it's described is, is, is an amber. It's amber mm. green. Amber. It's amber green, so it's actually slightly salty. It's mineral. It has mm. a mineral quality. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I find it. I, I, um, it's actually my favorite. I mean, it's mine yeah. and every perfumer favorite material. It, it's like. Um, Like something aquatic about it. Yeah, mm. it is. It is very aquatic. It's actually what you'd call ozonic, because aquatic Ozo- is more. So it's more yeah. ozonic. It's more mar- marine, mm-hmm. without being uh, openly fishy. Yeah, it's not fishy. It's it's mm-hmm. more. Uh, because yeah, so in a, in the back you can smell it amber as a rich, um, almost oriental smell, mm-hmm. but in the top note you can smell salt. So this one would be an option because mm-hmm. this is actually it's very. It's, it's mm. lovely. It's and so it's a, it's it's, it doesn't have a massive projection, mm. so we might have to integrate it. But this one is uh, one option, and this is slightly more expensive to use. While this one is a superb, mm. it's similar, much more projection, so this one you can smell much more. And this one is also, uh, this is very cheap. This will cost us virtually zero to use because it's like you can get a bottle for like three pounds. So this one is used in virtually every perfume as a bit of this because it's so cheap and it's quite pleasant. It's the same category as this. I'm not going to say my opinion, mm. but it's this one is the other one. This is super. Mm. Yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a note of alcohol because it's Mistral, yeah. which is mm. not a great alcohol, yeah. but it goes away immediately. This has the same quality of Ambroxan, is is higher, so you can mm-hmm. smell it more easily. And it's slightly woody. It has a woodier, drier note. I'm not getting much from that one. 
Yeah, yeah, because no, no, because, uh, because you know, just yeah. get, just give it yeah. a second because yeah. you are uh, you're not that saturated. Uh, but this one could actually be mixed with this one mm. easily to create. Uh, I mean, without much problem. In uh, you might want to try now. You can smell the woodiness more. You can smell on the back there is a woody quality. So these two are easy. This one you should be able to smell even if you are slightly overdone. And this one is called Cologne and is actually a marine quality. This is really a ozonic. So in this case, uh, we could, this, this match very well, I have to say. They all match reasonably well. So this one is 1%, so it's very strong dilution. Normally this one you'd use at 0.1%, so this is quite strong. It's, it's not gonna be that strong unless we want it to. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. This one uh, in the, the dry down is made like uh, um, uh, empty shellfish, so it's a little bit fishy in the dry down. So it's not gonna. This one is less palatable than this. It's normally used together to give. Mm. It's uh, got, but it's got a kind of a round sweetness at the front that. Yeah, a little bit. Um. But you can smell the the shellfish quite strongly. It's like having eaten, you know, when you eat mussels and... Uh, or, well, I, or don't, it, I don't eat shellfish. Or, it, or actually in the, the, on the beach, the, the, you know, yeah. when you find shells. Yeah, I can. So this one, leave it on the side for a mm -hmm. second because this one could be an option because mm -hmm. it's so unusual. Mm -hmm. But the dry down is a little bit... Uh, it's not the most pleasant, so they will be left with a card that is not the best smelling card. Then I get you to smell the, my tarmac. So one is an accord and one is uh, a composition. So the accord is this one. So this one is the pure accord of tarmac. In reality, it smells, yeah, it smells like tarmac. <coughs> or it smell, yeah, this one smells more like tarmac or uh, a bit rubber, but the rubber is more this one. So this one is more tarmacy smell. Uh, projection is not very high, so. Oh yeah, it's mm. like right away. Yeah, that's good. Wheels on the road. And this was this is a a, a success. This I made. Yeah. So this one is a, and is really. Yeah. I, effect, I, I like I like it even more than I than because it's first more matured. It. Yeah. yeah. So this one is a, it's almost kind of tobacco. Yeah, it's a bit. Of, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely right. There's somebody called there's something in it called ebanolite, which is slightly tobacco. And this is the reality is I wanted to call this a car crash with the idea of uh, this is the last thing you smell before you get run over. <laughs>
Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Because we may be using our bodies, emotions, and relationships as well, alongside science and technology. Yeah. No, the, the, the science and technology is not a side note. It's, it's whose bodies and emotions, that's all. Well, everybody's. Well, whose expertise? Massey's. <laughs> Where is Massey? There's no distinction. This, this notion between technology and creativity or people who are engineers or people who are artists, this I think is actually at best silly and at worst actually quite detrimental to the mental models of how we think about doing interdisciplinary work. So I think that distinction is, is quite wrongheaded. And so I really do think it's that whole brain approach. And that's why I would go back and why I love this generation poetry is because poetry is that mix. To me, I when I write stories and the structures of stories, to me, I think of them as system architectures. I actually map them out like a system architecture like I would do for a set top box or a smartphone application. I do it the exact same way. And then I fill in with the creativity, with the ability to kind of think that through, but even creating that system architecture is, is creative. So I really do think we need that whole brain approach. And that's also what poetry does. Poetry is very structured sometimes, but also at the same time as full of the sort of flower of language and the double and triple meanings that exist inside of that. So for me, it's that whole brain approach. I think that's exactly right, Jeff. I think I've been kind of taking a, a page from generation poetry and practicing non-binaryism in almost, I, I kind of force it onto all of my thinking. And it's really, to me, it's, an, it's a really interesting flip, much like in some of our initial conversations that we've been talking about, uh, the work that the project has been doing, I've been really kind of applying it, which, you know, you can apply it to this, where it, it could be both, it could be the same, it doesn't really matter. It just sounds like they're using their expertise and their bodies. Yeah, space dilemma. I had a, a bench back here, but the bench is needed for all our kitchen robots. Crock pot, a toaster, a rice cooker. There's another thing there. No, but 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 the way you say toaster is particularly Canadian. Toaster? It's not like a hoser. There's no there there. Not necessarily, not stupid. Please um, tell us a little bit more about how you describe this project, because it's hard to define, isn't it, right? So it's my theory about that. I, I think I have to describe a little bit about the origin of the project for it to make sense. So as Carla mentioned, the Generation Poetry Project is essentially three people. So myself, Massey Tadechi, Jeff Tut. Um, we were going to project all of our Twitter handles and everything, but um, you'll have to track us down through yeah, The hashtag is Generation Poetry. Thanks for that. Um, and we are researchers and strategists and um, technologists and artists, educators. And in recent years, our work has led us to do more and more research with younger people. And as the people that we were working with got younger and younger and younger, we got more and more confused. It was sometimes it was like we would be in a conversation and it was like they were going in and out of focus <laughs> on us. And in the way that we research, in the way that we, we do our work, when we get confused, that means that's something we have to pay attention to. So confusion breeds curiosity. And in this case, it was very intense curiosity because the types of ways that we've made, made sense of people for 10, 20, 30 years weren't working, which is both very frightening and very exciting at the same time. So we self-funded global research. So essentially, whenever we were going out for clients into a part of the world, we recruited our own participants so that we could start understanding what was going on with the younger generations. And uh, 
as we got deeper into the research and the analysis, the belief, the hypothesis, the framework that started to make everything become clear was this idea that a new language was emerging. And when language changes, when it evolves, there are kind of two ways it can change. You can change language by adding content. So that's adding more words and more vocabulary and more ideas and more concepts. And um, teenagers are really good at creating content, right? They create slang and in-speak and out-speak and new, you know, new content all at the time. And in fact, actually the whole idea of a teenager was created through language. It was a concept that we needed and so we created the word for it. And then all of a sudden teenagers existed. So these teenagers are creating new content, but what was really interesting and exciting was the fact that they're also creating a new structure of language. This new language is a new structure. That means it's a new syntax, um, a new uh, set of rules, a new form um, is, is coming into play. Uh, and because language and the structure of language shapes our reality, if a new language is emerging with a new structure, it creates a new reality, a new way of making sense of the world. So when we figured that out, we had to take a deep breath um, and a long pause and go, oh, okay, this is bigger than a few trends. What are we... Because this, this, what are these implications, right? What, 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 what should we do? Um, so we decided that this was a project, and we called it the Generation Poetry Project, and we also call it a school for and about communication in our times. And we use the word generation because, essentially, this cohort, this group of children born in the year 2000 and later, um, are the first cohort who are native speakers of this language. Uh, we call it poetry because this new language that they're forming doesn't follow the same rules of narrative and storytelling that we all work in and that we kind of assume is the natural way to talk to people about stuff and to convince people of stuff. I mean, how many of us in the branding world you know, uh, use storyte storytelling paradigms as the ultimate way to structure? Um, you know, a campaign or a, a, a piece of, of, of communication. Um, it's a project because this is just starting. It's just emerging. It's not finished, right? These kids have not had any time to reflect on what's, what they're doing or what's happening or to codify this language. And we older people, and we are all, like none of us are generation poetry. So, you know, when I say we are old people, um, it's, it's not, we haven't had any time to even notice that it's happening, much less learn to speak it or understand what they're saying. Um, and so um, it, it is very much, that's why we need a school, because a school is a place for us to learn and to research and to study what's going on. It's a place for us to all learn about it and um, you know, share what we're, what we're learning about it. It's a place to make and explore um, through those findings and, um, and, and really kind of come together across generations um, in order to, to explore this new language that, that, that's emerging. It hinges on emotional logic more than anything else for me.